No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world, and today, with little to no, what do you call it? What do you call it when you like introduce somebody? Fanfare? No, but I don't want to say no fanfare, <laughs> because that makes it sound like I'm shitting on you. Uh, uh, no introduction needed. No introduction needed, that's what I should have yeah. said. That's not insulting. Nah, nah, that feels good. I might need a little introduction, though. Nah, you might need a little introduction, but we'll get to that. <laughs> Timothy Delegato, how you doing? What's up, dog? I'm chilling. Chillin'. What's up? I, I apologize for the fact that it's fucking dripping in here. You know what? I'm okay. You're I feel okay. all right. So you feel that way? You have a, you 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 can take the heat well. Yeah, I got I got a, like a, a high pain tolerance. I mean, not pain. I got a pain tolerance too, but I got a high heat tolerance. Mm. You know, I feel like um since I started living with my chick, my wife this past year, uh, like she used to be really cold all the time. Really. And so uh, the longer I lived with her, I feel like I've kind of just um adjusted to her mm. heat. You know, so interesting. Well, I mean, I think that's interesting because I've actually heard the AC is sexist. People say this. This is a real argument that people make because they're saying that men and women of different body temperatures, obviously the average man is bigger, sweats more, gets more tired, has yeah. a higher body temperature. So they then men want the AC to be relatively low in comparison yeah. to women, but then women are out here freezing to death because they're, like society tells them that they need to wear skirts, that they need to... <laughs> that makes sense, actually. You know, it is kind of sexy. Because when they're out, sense. they got to be in the thin-ass leggings and the tiny-ass skirts and mm. the little bitty clothes. They got to be naked all the time, so they need, like, a, a cold tolerance. Yeah, that makes sense. And their body temperature is lower anyway because they weigh less than men on average. So AC really is kind of sexist. Isn't that crazy? Huh. What temperature is in your home? <laughs> You're going to go home tonight. What's the temperature well, going to be? When I go home, it's going to be a, a, a nice little, like, 73. Two. Mm, 72 is good. No, you know what? It might even be upwards of like 75. Really? Not gonna lie. Uh, once I, I start to get a little uncomfortable, then I might sneak it down to 72. But um, yeah. We're I mean, good. there's people walking around here keeping the house at 69. And that to me is just. No. 69 is too low for me. Too yeah, low. yeah, yeah, no. definitely. Um, I mean, maybe when I was on my bachelor shit, I could tolerate some 69 degrees. But, uh, but now that I've, you know, experienced just, you know, um, uh, wife life. I'm, I'm at a 73 average. Yeah. Let me ask you this. You seem like you're sort of self-censoring yourself on the podcast to a certain extent. Am I? I, I was listening to you talk and I felt like whenever you were talking <laughs> about some grimy sexual shit that you did back in the day that it sort of seemed like you were kind of thinking like, uh, baby, this didn't happen last oh, week. Oh, you're talking about on my podcast? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Well, no, you know what the thing, the thing about it is that's not for her. That is for all the dumbass kids in the comments. Who are going to try to make it into a thing. Yeah, because yeah. she knows all my my reckless shit happened in this uh, crazy little year when Only I was doing my thing. It, it was like a year and a half. What but What were you doing for the rest of your life? Were you in a monastery? <laughs> well, the thing about it was when I was like, before I really, really like started like fucking fucking, <laughs> I was like kind of inexperienced. You know what I'm saying? I was in college kind of dabbling here and there in, in the fucking life, right? right? And then I got into like a pretty uh, substantial relationship for like four years. Uh -huh. And then... And then that ended and I had like that was and then that was the year where not only was like I was like, OK, I've, I've done some fucking so I kind of know what I'm doing. But also like I was on tour and uh, my YouTube, I felt my YouTube shit was kind of like um, really, really popping. And I was in a different city like every week. So I was uh, not only was I um, openly single, but I was kind of down to just uh, you were getting clout top. I, yeah, lots of it. That's interesting. Yeah. That's a strange period in a man's life for the first time when they're able to get 
sex from just who they are from their work yeah dude it was almost uh it, it was it was pretty it was pretty like gross how easy it was you know what really? i'm saying and that was like that year of my life and then uh and then uh, i met my chick and then uh and then uh you know now i'm married but do, do you feel like there's any sort of ethical qualms about uh Sleeping with a fan. I mean, I mean, look. The more the more the conversation goes now, where like people want to discuss like power dynamics mm. and that kind of playing a part in, uh, you know, you kind of like it could be you know manipulative if you wanted it to be. I think, yeah. but you know, when I was doing it. Um, it was just, I felt like it was all everyone under, everyone was grown, first mm. of all. See, everyone, that's the most important part. And you get that because of the, <laughs> the world that you're in, it's not as much of a problem. Because, right. like, if you're going to be going to a comedy club, you pretty mm -hmm. much have to be an adult. Whereas with a lot of the YouTubers and shit, it's like everybody knows that their fan base is hella young. And even if they are like, you know, 18, 19, 20, yeah. whatever. It's like sometimes, you know, some, some people develop slower. So you well, might, <laughs> some of these YouTubers might be kind of messing with people that, well, maybe are not all there, even if they are old enough. Well, YouTube fans are already kind of weird right off the bat. You feel me? <laughs> those comments. You ever read those comments? <laughs> Motherfuckers are weird. By Just, the way, like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah, yeah, thanks. yeah. Please, please and subscribe to my shit, too. Oh, yes. Uh, that, that. He has more, way more than No Jumper. <laughs> I just yeah, the thing about it was I wasn't um oh I wasn't doing comedy tours I was um I was touring on some on some rap shit you oh know that what I'm too saying? okay uh, rap shit and like um and I was and some funny shit here and there but um so it was kind of that scary YouTube world where you know these were like all ages shows sometimes so mm. um it was crazy how reckless some of these youngins would talk you know so really? yeah so I would always make sure like from the jump be like hey guys uh uh. You know, I, like we, I mean, me and the homies definitely had some like, hey, show me your ID situations mm. before anything went down because we were not trying to get into that at all, you know? No, totally. But uh, the weird thing to me about going to rap shows, especially as like an adult where this is part of my job now, is how many people are just on crazy drugs in the middle of the week. Mm. And you're sort of like, you know, just standing there and like somebody want to take a photo with you and then their eyes are rolling into the back of their head and they just are obviously on Zans or Molly or whatever. Yeah. And it's kind of like, wow, like. That would have been me when I was younger. Like, you know, when I used to think that every time I went to a rap show, it was like a reason to celebrate. Right, right. Nah, not me, bro. I never fucked with it. No. Yeah. Never got messed up. Nah, not like that. Not you like know, that. I mean, I was, I was, uh, I was a pretty, uh, heavy i mean i still drink a lot on when, when i'm when i'm in that mood you know mm. what i'm saying i was never really a, a a pop shit drop shit type dude though you, you missed know? out on that how old are you um i am uh upward i'm like mid 30s okay no no i'm like th i'm 33 well, <laughs> well you're still younger than me but you didn't uh i mean that's kind of the crazy thing now is that i feel like for young kids now it's like they know so much about drugs at such a young age yeah and that's terrifying. Well, right? you know, here's what messed me up is like when I was really even starting to, to go out um, and that's when like um, everybody was just like on XT, XT was really popping. Mm. And then I saw a dude at a club all of a sudden just start like seizuring in the middle of the club and he was foaming at the mouth and shit. I was like, I was like, I'm good. I'm right. good. I'm good. I'm going to stick to this, this drink. And yeah. That's enough for me. You know? XTC is a weird drink because it basically turns you into the biggest weirdo, pervert, just strange, creepy person. Yeah, and like the lip biting and the sweating yes. and shit. I was like, ah, I'm cool. I, and, and let's be real. feels great. <laughs> but if you're around people that are going to be even slightly judgmental about how you're acting, like myself, I can never imagine doing a drug like that in public. Right. Because I just don't want to be judged the way that I'm going to be judged by all these people. Yeah, yeah. And I just, you know, in my head, I felt like, you know, I feel like a lot of people 
you know, when they are at the club and they feel like they need to like pop some shit or whatever, they feel like they need to let loose or they need something to get them there. Like, I'm cool. Like, I don't really need something to get me to like dance mode. You feel me? Like, mm. I'm already kind of having a good time. Like, I'm good. You that know? is a lot of people's problem, though. Do you, do you have memories of going to the club when you were young or the bar or whatever and just feeling so anxious and so just uncomfortable in your own skin being in this sort of social <laughs> environment? Because I got a lot of memories like that. Word? I mean, not really, bro. I mean, for me, I mean, maybe uncomfortable back in the um <laughs> you know like when you first start going to the club and you're kind of like and the goal is like man i just really want to like grind on a female tonight you know Even what i'm saying that, not, not fucking, <laughs> just, just to grind, just to grind like early days it's like oh man the struggle of like looking around and trying to find somebody who possibly might be down to grind you know what i'm saying yeah. and i remember just being in the club and feeling like mad uncomfortable when you're just in the mix of everything like it's fun but at the same time you know every everything is like Am I am I about to possibly embarrass myself and try and grind on this girl right now? Mm. And then if you're not there, you gotta like look all stupid, pretend to text and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But I, I assume at your point in this at this point in your life, you've been through the there's two very different experiences going to the club. <laughs> there's going to a club where right. you have a table yeah. and everything is set aside and everything, and that can be kind of fun, but you know, it's also kind of isolated. Like, you know, the the more famous people that you're with or whatever, the more that it's like impossible for normal people to get in. <laughs> right. And that's kind of a different vibe. But then if you go to the club as just a normal patron, mm -hmm. you're just out there on the dance floor. You got nowhere to sit down. It's kind right. of just all out warfare down well, there. Back in the day, right, I, I, I used to look at the tables and be like, you never see me spending <laughs> no $500,000 to sit at a table by myself. Right. But now, bro, especially after like doing all the after parties and like, you know, where you're at the club and you're not paying for tables. And you're kind of in that area enjoying your time with the homies mm. drinking and you can select who gets to come and come up here and drink with me. Then it's kind of like now I'm at the club. I'm like, you're never going to see me down there with the with the commoners. You right. feel me? <laughs> but I also feel like I'm in a weird position because I don't fucking fly. I will kill you. I shall <laughs> seize you today. Um, I feel like. Because I never. I well, have I paid for a table? Yeah, I think one year on my girl's birthday, I paid mm -hmm. a couple G's for a table. Yeah. Didn't really feel like it was something I ever wanted to do again after that. Well, you know what, Doc? You know what I started doing is um you can you can write it off as a as a tax write-off. Mm. If if your tax dude wants to do that, you know what I'm saying? Cause you can technically be like, I'm I'm treating my employees or my peoples to like a little celebration. Mm. So this is like this is all tax purposes. And me kind of like technically since I vlog a lot of shit, I can yeah. write off a lot of like, hey, this is an outing, I'm documenting it. Technically, it's for work. Yeah. I can kind of help this. You know, this can kind of help my taxes. You I mean, know? as a YouTuber in general, I mean, everything you do is technically a, a tax write-off, which is nice. Yeah, I mean, damn near. Yeah, as long as you, you know, as long as you got somebody doing your numbers right, you know, because you can't. You, it walks a fine line. You right. Know? Yeah. Have you had tax issues in the past? I never had tax issues in the past, but when I really first started making money, um, I wasn't incorporated yet, mm. and I was just kind of doing it as a, hey, this is just me, Tim. This is my money, and um, I. I didn't realize how important it was as like someone making money, uh, working up like, you know, self-employed to be incorporated because it makes so much of a difference. So mm. that first year where like the money was nice, taxes were, ugh, right. were like horrible. You know what did you first start making money doing? Um, the YouTube stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That, it, that was the first decent check you ever got from entertainment yeah, yeah yeah initially you know what i'm saying um when i was on i mean i got on youtube before there was any money before anything 13 was, years right yeah yeah back That's in like crazy. 2006 which um, is super early i think 
I remember first going on YouTube in maybe 2004. Right, right. Maybe, man, when it was just like, you could still find porn and shit on YouTube. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It was kind of random. You could the upload whatever. New episode of South Park, the entire thing's on YouTube five minutes later. Yeah, That seriously. was great. Everything was on there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't regulated. You could literally put any type of shit on there. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then uh, I think like 05, 06, um, I randomly stumbled across it because um, I was on MySpace and someone posted a bulletin that said, um, look at these white girls dancing to Laffy Taffy, ha ha ha. And I was like, okay, let me click this bulletin and see what this is about. And then, um, and then I was like, oh, okay, that's funny or whatever, but I had never seen a website where you can upload any random ass video mm. and they would give you a link to embed onto your MySpace or whatever, you know right, what I'm saying? So yeah, I was like, oh, this is- a new thing about yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, this is dope. So you I, know the other big thing about it too is that it autoplayed. Did you, it? You went to YouTube and it was playing automatically. And at the time, all of the, the sites that would usually have video would be like QuickTime players and shit like oh, that. Oh, that's right. That's and right. They, they wouldn't autoplay. And that, I think, was a huge difference because it's sort of like anytime you click that link, it's like you're already in that YouTube experience. Yeah, you, people are so lazy to just go click another or wait for some other shit to load up, you yeah. know? So I was like, this is cool. This is new. Let me try and use it to possibly get my face out there. So I just started making little stupid videos. That, putting... that was really what went through your head is you're like, this is a good opportunity for me to start building my career off this. Because that yeah. did not occur to me for many years. Oh, so I think 2012 was when I really started to realize, like, oh, social media is what it is to be famous now. And if you want to be bigger, a bigger name, then you have to be big on social media now. Well, that's the thing about it. That that wasn't my mindset. Is um, it, it wasn't trying to be big on social media. It was just to hopefully maybe I would use this to get my face out there, and mm. that would lead to something else in traditional media. You right. know, because I was still like I had an agent. I was doing extra work that bullshit, and I was like just trying to get my foot in there. Because me and the homies were doing little short films, but we we didn't really we were just submitting to like submitting them to random contests and stuff like that. Right. And YouTube was the first website that I was like, oh okay, we can use this to share our shit you know yeah and uh and then it just kind of became a thing but i wasn't making money for the first few years because it really wasn't a way to make they money. didn't have any money going on at the beginning right yeah so i was just you know footlocker employee california pizza kitchen server yeah uh, until they started monetizing and then eventually um i got to a point where it was like oh like this is kind of sustainable but you know? what was your content at first and were, were people just drawn to it right away um in the beginning it was me uh freestyling uh -huh. and it was me uh doing silly just like lip sync videos just dumb shit you know and then like I, then i got used my little parents camcorder started making little really cheap skits you know yeah. with the homies um i think i started tagging all my freestyle videos as like Gen 106 in Park Freestyle Friday. <laughs> so any any little kid searching that up looking for an Asian rapper would come across my face. Was Jin hot at this time? I'm trying to think of when Jin was hot exactly. He, he was wasn't it? necessarily popping, but this was also the first, you know, YouTube was really the first one where you could look up anything on, mm. on the video search engine and a video would pop up. Right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I figured let's hope people are searching for old Jin freestyles. They come across my shit and potentially are become fans. You know? Yeah, I fucking, I feel like I didn't really realize how important Jin was to Asian people in general. But then I was in <laughs> I was in Shanghai in maybe 2011, and I just like casually like jokingly mentioned Jin, and the fucking Chinese dudes that we were with were like. Jin is very good man. Bro, Jin is like <laughs> Jin is like so, Will Smith so in China, bro. He is, huh? Yeah, he's like Jay Leno out there. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, they had so much respect to him, and it seems so foreign to them that I had just <laughs> mentioned his name in like a joking context, and they were like genuinely like kind of concerned, like, "Oh no, you're not, you're not trying to clown Jin, are you?" I'm like, no, 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 not like that, not like that. Well, when, when Jin first dropped, I was kind of mad because really? well, I was in junior high, like a uh, freshman in high school, probably just trying to like you know beginning to write raps and be a rapper and stuff, and then um. 
somebody, my boy hit me up and he was like, yo, 106 in Park, there's an Asian dude rapping. He looks just like you. And I was like, man, shut the fuck. They, <laughs> he's probably just, you know, they say we look like because we're Asian or whatever, right? So I turn on BET, I turn on 106 Park, and I'm like, mother, this dude really looks like me. You know what mm. I'm saying? Because like back then we used to dress the same with the fitted caps and the, and the, like, the oversized hoodies and stuff. And, and uh, we genuinely kind of looked similar. Um, and I remember walking around Not Scary Farm when Jin was popping and mm. these like flock of girls were following me because they thought I was Jin. Whoa. And they were like, ain't you that boy from 106 in Park? And I was like, yeah, Rough Rider, Holla Front, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and just trying That's the to. ultimate dream is to get some <laughs> pussy from being someone you're not. Bro, you know how many. <laughs> just keep it going all night. <laughs> so, yo, so mad people, mad Asian dudes um, have me as their like Tinder like picture and shit. And if it's not my face, it's pictures with me that they've taken. Wow. Like literally a girl like that I know two days ago or like last week was like yo why is everybody in my area their Tinder profile is a picture with you <laughs> <laughs> wow I've had that happen a couple times but I don't feel like it's like a real epidemic but a few people hit me up it's like look at this guy why is this Tinder photo with you and I'm like I don't know well you know it's not a lot of Asian dudes doing it for Asian people you know what I'm saying so but is, is that a feeling you've had for a long time or is that a newish feeling that Asian representation is important and lacking um, that is pretty much the reason why I've, I've started doing entertainment stuff. You know, I mean, really? not not the only reason. I just I liked being on stage. I like performing. I was yeah, always can't you doing just be like, a selfish bastard who wants to make some money. <laughs> that, I mean, it's definitely a lot of that too. You <laughs> right, know, right. and definitely for my ego as well, and just because I want to be popping, right? right. Who wouldn't? Yeah. yeah, of course. But Everybody also, a nice house. Yeah, huh. you know, it's, it, it has its perks, right? Yeah. But like perks. for sure, perks being one of the perks. Yeah, perks just go crazy and buy a lot of perks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, are you talking about perks and recreation? <laughs> <laughs> perks and recreation. That's my new show. That's my mixtape actually. <laughs> perks. Hey, that's kind of per- lit. Dude. That's actually like a really. Like if Lil Pump was coming out right now and I was his manager, I would tell him that that's the best mixtape idea I heard in a while. Damn, that's got a pop in perks and a wreck. Okay. Oh, somebody, somebody use that. Um, what are we talking about? We're talking about uh, Asian representation. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, specifically. Because my, my, my stage name, De La Ghetto, uh, comes from an episode of The Fresh Prince, like an old episode of The Fresh Prince. I didn't know that. And she knows what's up. Because uh, <laughs> uh, I felt like, you know, The Fresh Prince was just a big influence on me growing up. Like, I felt like he like, kind of raised me. You feel mm. me? So uh, there was an episode specifically where Carlton, like, he, his, his tuxedo shrunk. So he needed, like, a last-minute tux to go to prom. So we had to get, like, this really tacky baby blue, like, with the, frit, with the lapel shit. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he ran into a, little, a group of nerds. And the nerds were like, hey, Carlton, nice tux, right? But one of them specifically that said that line was this a- nerdy Asian dude. And I right. remember thinking, oh, shit, I've never seen an Asian dude on Fresh Prince. My favorite favorite show uh-huh. up until this point and I, I remember thinking even as like a youngin like wow this is how America kind of sees Asian dudes mm. you know like that's that's how they see my people right? right and I was like I'm not like this my friends aren't like this and I was like let me get out there show my face show people that you know there's different types of Asian guys we're not all these nerdy uh, uh, orange tuxedo wearing kung fu dudes you right. know what I'm saying and I was like let me let me represent a little bit yeah you know it's kind of tricky in that regard because okay let me ask you how you feel about the uh, taking it outside of your situation a little bit but like think about Apu on the Simpsons like, right they, they removed that motherfucker from the Simpsons mm. because he was you know an Indian stereotype the truth is though is, look, there's a lot of Indian dudes you met in your life that kind of remind you of Apu a little bit <laughs> 
And so it feels kind of weird that just because that is a stereotype, it's like we have to remove this beloved character from this beloved TV show after 30 years. Now, granted, I haven't watched The Simpsons in about two decades. Right, same. So I'm not really too invested in this. But, I mean, I just, you know, say there was a Chinese shop owner on uh, on The Simpsons. Would you would you feel a similar way? Um, I think um, I, I like, I, I don't mind the accent as long as I feel like... Um, the accent is uh, is is not like a super stereotype. You mm. feel me? Like, yeah, some people have stereotypes. Like, like dude from uh, King of the Hill. You know what I'm saying? I think that family is uh, oh, the Loatians. Yeah, the Loatians. Yeah. Loatians. There's a family, and they're they have an accent, and it's like a legitimate accent. You know what I'm saying? It's not like a stereotypical mm. like like oh Harold fucking like that shit. You know? I, I think like the biggest thing might be just is the entirety of the character just mocking. The cultural traditions of the people that this character is supposed to represent. That's the main thing. Because if yeah. there's a human aspect to it, right. then okay, cool. Like you're sort of using the stereotype just to get this character off the ground to make them relatable to people or something like that. But if if all you ever see is Asian people represented as whatever, kung fu shit, nerds, whatever, I mean it's that I could definitely see how it's problematic. Yeah, you know, and I, I mean, look, I, I understand the the, uh, the frustrations with Apu too. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's like, you know, I feel like there's Indian dudes for their whole lives. They've been hearing "Thank you, come again," mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's because of that character. And and uh, it doesn't help that he's probably like the only really recognizable Indian character on TV, aside from uh, Big Bang Theory dude now. So mm-hmm. you know, that's interesting. Okay, so you start getting paid from YouTube around what point? And what, oh, do you remember your first check? Um, well, the first check, uh, you know, YouTube, they'll send you your first check as soon as you make more than like a hundred bucks. You right, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Um, and then, but I remember the, the first check that made me realize I could, I could live off of this. Um, it was the same week I got fired from California Pizza Kitchen. For tweeting about the uh, uh, uniforms being ugly? Oh, how you know about that? Wikipedia. Oh, where? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Which I hate. I hate getting questions from Wikipedia <laughs> because it's like the most basic ass place to find that. But I did notice that on there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, what happened was I was just young, being dumb, and Twitter wasn't as popping back then. Mm. So you thought you could get away with some? Yeah, shit, I was yeah. being stupid. I was literally bored at work, and someone was like, "Yo, they're switching the uniforms to black button ups," and I liked the white button up with the red tie. I thought it was a good look, mm. and uh, so I tweeted their Twitter, and I was like, "Yo." At California Pizza Kitchen, black button-ups are the lamest shit ever. You know what I'm saying? Thinking, just being stupid. Yeah. And then someone DM'd me, and they were like, thank you for your opinion on our new uniforms. What store do you work at? And I was like, oh, shit. Oh. My t- I was like, never mind. You deleted mind. your whole Twitter? No, I deleted my tweet, right? And I was off it. And the thing about it was... um. My Twitter didn't have any information about me except for I had a link to my YouTube. Uh, and my YouTube said I was from Long Beach. So... They some the someone from CPK uh, called the GM of all the Long Beach, California pizza kitchens, and they were like, "Do you know this kid?" And she was like, "Yeah, that's Tim." And they're like, "You gotta fire him." Because of that tweet. And they found another tweet where I said, time to go to work at California Skeetsa Kitchen. <laughs> that they, that was on the on the paper for this is why Tim is getting fired, bro. Wow. That honestly sounds a lot more valid than the uniform part. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't find the tweets where I'm like, yo, I love being in the uh, freezer stealing uh, pepperonis and shit. You know? I love jerking off in the bathroom. God, this is a great job. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that sounds crazy. How many did you have like a lot of followers at that point? Was there any reason for them to really be paying attention? It was um it was like it wasn't crazy. Now I'm starting to get a little hot now. Yeah. Uh it was a uh, talking will do that. It, it was a uh, like it wasn't crazy, but it was a it was a decent following. Enough know? that it was like this isn't just some random guy cuz it's like if you got 13 followers and you're talking shit about your job, I guess right. who cares, right? Well, that was the thing too. This is what they listed was the reason I got fired because um I guess in the in the handbook that you sign, you're uh, you're not allowed to publicly talk shit about the company 
you know. Mm. And um, but then people had been tagging me in, in articles for years after that because um, my specific story was listed in some some different article that said uh, had this happened today. It would have fallen under free speech and they wouldn't have been able to fire me. See, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, is there some legal defense that you'd be able to have in this day and age? Yeah, so apparently there is now, but back when they fired me, it was okay. Do you hold any sort of animosity towards CBK? Would you, no. Would you refuse a brand deal right now from CBK? Oh, no, bro. I eat there all the time. I love CBK. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, that's dog. Yeah, yeah. They got this new ribeye fire. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, you know, you'd be surprised at how good that steak is at CBK. Right. Uh, but I'm anyway. kind of new to California, so for me, it's, it's still sort of a... A new thrill. Oh, I've been mean, there a few times. Oh, word. Yeah. I, they got good food, dog. It's a good menu. I mean, I have been here like 10 years, so I guess I can't say I'm that new. Yeah, I was like, wait, no, no, no. You've yeah, been here. Not that new. But I've only had it a few times over the years. I think it's good, though. It's quality. They got this cauliflower crust that's popping, too. I like it better than the regular crust. Really? Yeah. Are you, are you big on diet and exercise? Kind of now. Um, mm. Just because, like, my main shit I do now is, like, I, I have this food show that I do. Right. So when I'm not shooting the food show, I'm trying to eat clean and... To prepare you know. for the food show because you're going to be stuffing so many calories. And yeah, you know yeah. Really? Because we're shooting it like it was every other week, and now we're knocking them out like every week. Uh-huh. So, um, and it's just us going to me and my boy David. So we going to food festivals and just literally just like getting drunk and eating all the food and just talking shit. So it's like um, it's it's a lot, you know right. what I'm saying? It's, and like and uh, I found that like cheese kind of breaks me out, so I'm trying to lay off the cheese. Really? And, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And I'm getting older, you know, metabolism slowing down. All totally. That. Yeah. yeah. I've been on the cr- most restrictive diet for the past couple of weeks because I'm trying to get ready for this photo shoot. Mm. And it is just I've, I've been eating meal prep every day and exercising every day. And holy shit, it's crazy to actually be like a hundred percent in. It's the worst. I, I love it. Honestly, I. I have <laughs> <laughs> a great time but it's like i'm also a person that is kind of like neurotic like i like to do things to the extreme like i'm more comfortable being on an extreme diet than i would be on being like a halfway decent oh, I, feel diet. You. I feel like so you you're know, one of those like once you're in you're 100 percent in it it's easier for me to be 100 percent doing something than to be like halfway doing it and and based on the last week of my life i feel like every time i've ever been dieting previously i was basically not 100 mm. percent yeah that's probably my issue too i just need to I just need to commit to it, bro. Mm. It's it's a struggle, man. But you, you don't know? have a real reason to because you're like what? Like you could lose like five pounds, right? You're like not really. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm you know, I could drop like another seven. And what happens? Because I got I got exactly I'm over here. I got a solid forty on me, homie. <laughs> I'm just trying to, uh, cause I'm okay right now. You know what I'm saying? You're great. skinny. But I got a like, I got a big ass head. You feel me? So as mm. soon as I gain a little bit of weight, it all goes to my like my jaw face region. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah that's yeah. a great reason to have a beard right there, is because it kind of obscures all that. I wish, dog. It's not happening. I, this is this is it. Right. This is this, I've been growing this shit for three months. That's some evolution right there. <laughs> I've, I've hung out with Asian girls in my life who who you go to rub their leg and they got no hair on their leg and then they say that they never shave. And oh, I'm like, holy shit, that's incredible. Dog, I barely grow armpit hair. Look, this is uh, this is unshaved right here. This is unshaved, untweezed. You got uh, about four hairs hanging there. Yeah, those just popped up. What? That's amazing. <laughs> Honestly, you're lucky as hell. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. Yeah, especially because you know, girls. I was like, oh god, you're so smooth. Or right. Something like, yeah. But or every, they they were saying that. Right. Every girl yeah. I've ever hung out with in my entire life, though, was like, no, don't shave your chest. Or like, no, I love your hairy legs. I'm like, you realize if I don't shave my chest hair, that it's going to be like a four inch <laughs> poof sticking out of my shirt. My shirt is going to be floating out here. Hey, hey, people like different shit, man. Yeah, but they're lying. The girls are always saying they're like dad bods. I don't buy that shit either. No, no. There's actually girls out there that are, that are turned off by buff dudes you know what i'm saying maybe like four or five girls yeah but i don't really i think that <laughs> on average if you've got a six-pack 
life is going to be a lot easier. What, that's the thing about it is girls will say like, oh, they like the dad bods until their dude starts getting the six pack. Then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay. And it shows how fucked up we are because guys are never like, oh, I like a girl with a little gut. That <laughs> 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 sounds so foreign. Well, I, I've always told, well, I, I don't, I don't necessarily like a six pack on a girl. No, that, yeah. yeah but, but that's like, also like, have you ever, I don't know if I've ever been with a girl who had a six pack. That's so rare. I, yeah, I, I just, I always, um, I let them know anybody that I've dealt with in the past. I'm like, I, I, I like you school. I like you soft. Yeah, you feel yeah, me? Yeah. Like, do, do you, do you think, um, like you don't feel the need to get a six pack with me. Cause yeah. I, I, first of all, I'm not going to have one. When I'm looking at the hot chicks in the gym and they're like, you know, like the workout girls, like you ever looking at Instagram and you know, some girls, they're not Instagram models, but they're like workout chicks. Like yeah, that's yeah. all they talk about is like working out and they're all in the gym and uh-huh. everything. I just always have assumed that those girls would want nothing to do with me because I'm just too soft, not chiseled enough. Yeah, I feel like it would just all be arguments all the time. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't care about what you're talking about. You're not going to like uh, me and what I want to do right now. And you're just going to be frustrated with me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I tell my chick all the time because uh, she got really heavy into the workout for a while and I was like please just don't let your booty get hard man mm. like don't let your booty get hard I like how it is right now I like the way it moves yeah and I've 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 uh, uh canoodled with with asses in the past that like that don't move and like mm. I'm I just you know I would prefer them to move you know yeah in the year 2019 I don't know like and it's actually weird because like my girl's got a big ass Right. Fake tits, whatever. But previously in my life, I mostly dated girls who were like pretty fucking skinny, little A cup, B cup, whatever. Mm. I don't know if I could go back. Mm. Because once you get something to hold on to. It's 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 a good time. You're going to go back to the rib cage sticking out? I don't know. <laughs> but hey, if that makes you happy, do your thing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> oh, yeah, by all means. It just seems a little, I don't know. It's like I upgraded a little bit. I'm sure some people would consider it not an upgrade. but Hey, man, you know, as long as they're happy. You know what's so funny? What's up? I went to listen to your most recent episode of your podcast yeah. where you were interviewing the plus size model girl or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like, this is what I, this is how I get ready for interviews. I'll like sit around, listen to somebody else's podcast, play Tetris on my fucking Switch <laughs> as you saw when you walked in here. Yeah. And just sort of like, you know, just think, think about them and just sort of try to conjure up some <laughs> questions or whatever. And the, the one thing I wrote down, and then I realized what you were doing. I was talking about a little bit, but the thing that I wrote down was that the first thing you started talking about was just like, man, my ball's been itching and sticking and just my balls. Like you just started going in about this. And I actually wrote down, I'm like, so do you on average like begin a podcast by just ranting about how sticky your balls are? But then I realized I'm like, oh, I've actually been inside of an advertisement for the past few minutes. Cause it was like, you're, Oh no, you that, some deodorant or that was shit. a, that was a complete coincidence. Really? Yeah. No, I just felt like talking about uh, balls. Wow. I thought for sure that you had to have been thinking like, I'm going to sort of do this ball sack joke and then tie it in. Now what's funny is, so, you know, cause because as I w- I began talking about the the balls because just because it was it was it was hot in the room right. you feel me and um and I was just gonna ask like yo do you ever put deodorant on your balls just because I never have you know right. what I'm saying like I said I don't grow a lot of hair I I, I really don't get too musty um it takes a lot for me to get musty but I was just kind of asking the question just because we, we were on the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Start smelling a little rough. two weeks no shower yeah <laughs> um and then my boy just coincidentally brought up. Um, the the manscaping shit, which also was a you know just happened to be one of our podcast sponsors, but that was all on accident. That's incredible. 
Yeah, worked you, out. You know, it's always funny to me seeing people who are really good at integrating their sponsors into their podcast in like really weird, natural <laughs> ways. Like they'll just, and they sort of just take you by surprise. And because everybody has YouTubers and podcasters now are so like, you know, the YouTube money is just not that consistent mm -hmm. anymore. I don't know if you have to yeah, deal not, with that. It's not yeah, great. I do. Yeah, 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 no, it's not. It's a little rough. <laughs> but now everybody needs sponsors on their videos which is kind of a weird thing it didn't yeah. used to be like that it used to be that you were kind of like a thirsty ass youtuber if you felt the need to go out and get all these brand deals and stuff i mean kids are just silly bro like they don't understand how shit works you mm -hmm. feel me like when, when i remember back in the day when i first when ads first started popping up on my videos kids mm -hmm. were like yo tim <laughs> you sold out can't believe you would do this man mm -hmm. i was like are you guys serious bro like do you not understand how this shit works right and i think now more so than ever they do understand how it works so it's like um, people aren't so afraid of uh, of embracing the sponsor life. You right. know what I'm saying? Because like so many people have said, like, "Hey guys, I need this shit to survive." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So kids are are understanding of that. Like I remember compared to back in the day when they'd be like, "Oh, you're a sellout for whatever reason." Now it's like they see me pushing an obvious brand deal, which I don't try to hide at all, mm. and they'll be like, "Yo, get that money." That's the comments. Even if they don't fuck with the product at all, right. they'll be like, "Yo, get that money." Yeah, they respect get what it. I'm doing here. Yeah, leave please. me alone. Just let me rock. Come you, on. Do you want to tap? You want to fast? a little bit okay fine let's not talk about it don't don't tell me yeah speaking of which uh today's podcast is brought to you by uh, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely nobody no jumper.com yeah but sometimes the shit isn't as um that my 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 ads aren't as um uh the uh, the transitions aren't very good because mm. because they have me reading the ads um after the fact oh, so yeah. they can plug them in whenever mm -hmm. so now i start the ads with um all right, speaking of coffee, even though we weren't talking about coffee, this is because they just be in there, you know right. what I'm saying? And I think one episode specifically, the conversation was real serious, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was getting deep. Like, right. it was it was a nice, like, deep conversation. All of a sudden, it was like, hey, do you need to uh, freshen your balls up? Make sure you something, something manscaped, you know right. what I'm saying? And I was like, bro, I wrote the editor, like, come on, dog, can you at least, you know, pick, pick the moments a little better? Bro? I actually didn't even tell my editor, who's in the room right now, shout out to Lou, I didn't even tell him that he did this, but Basically, like on a recent podcast I did, I, I, I made a joke where I said that porn stars all have no souls. And then I immediately dial it back and I'm like, listen, okay, I'm just kidding. It's not that I don't think they have souls. And I explained, I was kind of making like a weird point. I was like, it's not that I think they have no souls. It's that a lot of the porn star girls that we know basically treat themselves like they have no souls and mm. they like act like they can't have a boyfriend or have kids or whatever. That was what I said, but fucking Lou sticks the ad right in the <laughs> middle of it so that there's like, you have to watch the whole ad before you then realize like, oh, he didn't actually mean that. And I had told him, I'm like, Yo, find like a nice natural spot to put the ad. It helps. Maybe he hates me. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> they don't be. They don't, hey, dog, they got to edit so many of these. They don't be listening to you, dog. They exactly. Just yeah, pick yeah. a time where it gets a little quiet and plug them in there. Yeah, dog. yeah, yeah. That is weird to think about your employees having to watch your podcast. Like, sometimes you just think about that. I'm like, you're getting paid to be like a fake fan of mine. <laughs> Not a fake fan. I'm sure you think my podcast is fine. But realistically, like, we might do 10 episodes in a week. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like super all over the place that's 10 hours they gotta listen to bro are yeah. you talking about some bullshit how clued in do you really expect them to be yeah exactly mm. even when i have to when i listen to the uh the episodes before they drop even like um just an hour of my own of myself mm. i'd be like oh god i gotta listen to this shit you still do that you listen to every podcast you do yeah, yeah really yeah well because i i don't um we just kind of like when they go up, I listen to them like the day right before. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? So I just kind of sit down and just kind of have it in the background, see if there's just anything 
too reckless. You feel me? <laughs> like, is this going to get anybody in trouble? Let me take that out. You See, know? That's, that, I, I realized that from listening to the Joe Budden podcast. I'm like, at one point I realized, holy shit, these dudes are editing shit out. Mm-hmm. There's moments in here that they're <laughs> editing out. It made me feel kind of like... I thought I was in the room with you guys. Like, you're really going to do that to me? Like, the stuff you're editing out is without question the most interesting shit. Well, yeah. But, you know, when when the conversation gets a little little too comfortable, you kind of got to just, you know, pay attention a little bit. Give me an example of something you had to cut out because it got too real. It doesn't have, you don't have to include all the details. But. I made a I made a joke uh, with the homies uh, that were in the room that uh, if it was all homies, then you understand the context of it. Mm. But like, but my boy, he was like afterwards, he was like, ah, you should probably take that out. I was like, all right, fine. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. I remember one time I was straight up about a friend of mine. I was just like, yeah, remember when we fucking tag teamed that girl together, <laughs> blah, 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 and his girlfriend heard it, and holy shit, I felt so guilty just knowing that I did that to him. <laughs> You definitely caused a fight. Yeah, definitely. Huge. And yeah. it doesn't even make sense. She didn't even know him when, when this happened. But I, I mean, I get it. Like, you don't want to think about that. She wasn't even mad about him tag teaming a girl. She was just mad that it was with you. She's like, with fucking Adam? Yeah, with, really? You're gay with him? <laughs> That's know. not gay. Yeah. Let me ask you this. <laughs> That's not gay. That's just homie shit. Yeah, dog. No, those are the homies. Yo, let me ask you this. Do you remember, because I was just watching, I was deep on an internet wormhole last night watching stuff about, you remember when there was like gross out links online and that was the kind of the thing? Was mm. to send somebody a link to like Meat Spin. Oh God, Meat Spin, yeah. Goatsy. Goatsy was a big one. Do you remember Goatsy? I don't think I was familiar with Goatsy. Goatsy is the man bent over with his asshole spread like this. It's like, <sighs> this looks like a coffee can was <sighs> just in there. He's holding it so wide open. I was never on Goatsy. <laughs> Meat Spin, I got sent a couple times. Uh, cake Farts, you familiar with Cake Farts? Uh, lemon Party was the three old guys fucking each other. Lemon Party, uh, yes, I'm familiar with Lemon Party. They were in the shower or some shit, right? Some, I think there was like Blink182.com was some kind of disgusting <laughs> porn as well for a period of time. Although I would kind of be willing to guess that they got that URL at some point. I remember as a little last kid, if you went to WhiteHouse.com, it was porn. Really? Yeah, and I remember the homies would be like, yo, you ever go to WhiteHouse.com? And you're like, why? And you go to White House? And it's literally like just naked women would pop up. That's so fucking funny to think that the internet there was a time when the internet was so untamed that the white house had didn't really fully have their shit together isn't that crazy the internet was so new no one knew the fight was probably just something like oh, whatever who cares you think about all the shit that you've seen online during your during your life like I, I still have this image burned into my fucking mind of this guy just getting head from a cat because i was just scroll- oh. i'm scrolling down this message board and some they had like swarmed this message board and just sort of posted as much bad shit as they could yeah and i just like saw this cat Ugh. oh and i love i'm a huge cat guy <laughs> huge like i worship my cat my cat is so important to me yeah so then you tried it out <sighs> no yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i mean it, it just it just didn't feel like it was gonna fit <laughs> wait know. like he was full out wait how or it was just licking his dick i don't know I'm he put like some catnip on his dick and it was just getting licked. it wasn't no, like no, no, full no, no, on no. this cat looked like it probably wasn't gonna be the same after this <laughs> We're talking about like fully in there. Like, oh! I only saw it for a second, and chances are that it might be worse in my mind right now than yeah. it actually was because your brain kind of like does that, yeah, develops yeah. it, and yeah. But I mean, that was a horrible experience. What was the uh, website? I nah, it was just they, they just raided some <laughs> forum I was on, and you know this is like 15 years ago. It's still kind of just floating around. God, my brain. 4chan shit. Yeah. Yeah. And now that's all. That's, yeah. Because you know I was reading about that too, how trolling and hacking and you know just sort of like raising hell online. It used to just really be done to fuck with people, but mm-hmm. now it's almost always political. 
Is that what it is? You know, there's always like if they're gonna raid some website, it's gonna or if they're gonna fuck up some community online, it's oh. gonna be a community that they sort of oppose ideologically. Right. You know? Oh, like the anonymous shit. You yeah. know, stuff like that. But but that's actually the thing. That's what changed anonymous. Anonymous used to just be all about trolling and hacking and stuff, and then the Church of Scientology they did their whole thing against them. Oh. And then all of a sudden shit changed where it's like, oh, we should use our powers to actually like change society. And if you look at the Church of Scientology, they were hugely wounded. Wow. By the basically the protests and all the commotion that uh, the, the that Anonymous caused as well. South Park, that was the other big thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, South Park, that's they right. They that episode, and that actually kind of really kind of helped. Because now uh, Scientology is uh, like all-time low. Are they? Yeah. Damn. Do you, have you been? I have not been, but I read <laughs> enough about it that I know that it's, it's not, too, not, not too cool to be into. That's crazy. I'm not, I'm, you know, let's not even talk about them, bro. I don't want that. I don't want to trouble, you. dog. I mean, you've been in Hollywood for a long time. Chances are they probably have come to your house and tried to convince you to join, right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I just, as soon as anyone rings the door, they could have been Church of Scientology, could have been Mormons. I don't know. I just, as soon as the doorbell rings, you know, I'm turning the lights off. I'm hiding, turning the TV off. I'm behind the couch, you know? Yeah. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. yeah. Any religious person, if they come to my house, I will shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> let me ask you this. Being on Wild and Out is kind of like, you haven't been on SNL, but is it kind of like the hip-hop SNL for I, this generation? I, I describe it to uh, older people that don't know about it, like, just haven't heard of it, as um, as as a as an, uh, hip-hop, whose line is it anyway? Mm, you feel me? Because uh, SNL's more more sketchy, yeah. and um, and Wild and Out is more improv. But you're telling me that in those freestyles that you don't have, like, a writing room that's coming up with all these punchlines in the back beforehand? There's no writing rooms. I'll tell people like this, all right? Um, there's no scripts uh, or anything like that, but... Um, the day before, they'll tell you this person's on your team, this person's on the opposite team. These are the games we're playing, and right. we only play maybe like, uh, like every episode we play three games, right? And it's really just a circle of like five to seven different games. Uh -huh. So of course, you know, after doing the shit so many times, you have stuff that's in your head, right. or like when you know someone else is going to be on the opposite team, you might be like, like let's say you were going to be on the opposite team tomorrow, I'd be like, okay, cool, he's tatted up, I can say something about his tats, I can right. say something about his beard, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and you know, some people come with written, some people don't. Um, I've definitely had people, like, right before we shoot that last little segment where we battle each other, someone will come up to me like, hey, oh, Tim, just, you know, I got bars for you, or, yo, I'm coming after you. So then immediately I'm like, okay, let me oh, look them up okay. and down, what are they wearing? Um, you ever get offended? Never. Never went that far? Never, never, never. That's, I mean, that's, that's the show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, um, we make jokes. Of course, I'm going to get some Asian jokes. The fat dude's going to get fat jokes. It's like right. this kind of, you know, you kind of do, that, that's, the, that's the show. You were, know? You, uh, were you still around when Azalea Banks came on? I was on that episode. Was that insanely weird? It that was, was the, a ridiculous thing to watch. That might be the most awkward thing I've ever <laughs> been a part of my entire life, bro. <laughs> like... As soon as it started happening, when she started tripping about whatever she was tripping about, which she was completely tripping about, right. I remember looking, I was on stage and everyone was like, what is she talking about? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then they ended up having to, what you didn't see is like they stopped production for like a whole hour to calm her down. Whoa. And so we... Um, so it's 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 like they took her in the back to just kind of make sure she was okay, like to convince her to keep on playing the games. Uh -huh. And I just remember standing around and like I sat with some audience members, like uh, like yo, this is this is awkward. Everyone's like, yeah, you know, because it was so uncomfortable. <laughs> like it would kind of just suck the whole energy out of the room. Yeah, because you know? it's like if you're gonna go in and do that kind of thing, you have to go in there with some thick skin. Otherwise, what the fuck are you even doing? There, right? Yeah, and I mean, she says she didn't know what the show was about before she went on, and she says some. I read that she thought she, it was a Nickelodeon show she was about to come on. I don't know, bro. Do but. you? Uh, 
Was there any like jokes about her her skin color? Was that what you got no. offended by? She okay. Now specifically, I remember um, DC Young Fly made a joke, and you'll see a bunch of uh, stuff explaining this uh, online or whatever from his side and whatever side. But he, we were on stage, and he made a joke saying. Um, um, Calling her ugly, basically, right? But uh, the the specific game is is you're saying um, this person is so petty because, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, Nick Cannon is so petty. The audience goes, how petty is he? And it'll be like, oh, Nick is so petty. He uh, took the kids to blah 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 when Mariah wanted to take them somewhere else. Some shit like that, right? Some bullshit like that. So DC goes, um, Nick Cannon is so petty. He couldn't get Cardi B on the show, on the show so he got Joe ugly ass. So <laughs> that funny. was the joke. That's Called funny. her ugly. That's a good joke. So she turns around, and while everyone's laughing, and she's like, wow, that's really colorist stuff. <laughs> this is like the definition of the kind of person you don't want to have at your party. <laughs> and I was just kind of, and I remember feeling like, oh, no. Immediately, I was like, oh. Like you can't be ugly. You have to be like ugly in a racist way. I think. I think. I guess the way it was trying to get spun was that since Cardi B is light skinned and she's dark, that that was that was she's ugly because of that. But that wasn't the joke at all. Like no one took it that way. So I, I want to say I think she's hot. You ever see her boobs? Azalea Banks. Those are some nice boobs. No, I've, I, yeah, I've seen online. Yeah. Right, continue. <laughs> and I also agree, she's attractive, right? I don't think she's bad looking at all, but it's like in the context of a hip hop roast comedy show. Everybody's ugly yeah. when you're on stage. <laughs> Everybody's ugly. Everybody's fat, you short, well, every anything, any exaggeration. Like, oh, you, oh, you five seven? Eh, you're a midget. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Literally, like no one is attractive on that stage. Yeah. So as soon as I heard her saying those those uh, that she thought it was colors, I was like, oh shit, it's about to be some shit. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And immediately it was kind of like just the whole energy was off um i mean she she still she came back and she was still down to participate but you know at, at that point it was just kind of like okay uh make sure she feels comfortable right you know uh it was definitely awkward if you watch the episode i could I, actually watch that i don't know why i didn't think of that last I, night i remember the producers specifically being like they they asked like because i you know i was cool with them so the producer was like yo it's funny because they were asking for more shots of tim because my face was like <laughs> what's, what's happening man that's probably got to be the best you could be a meme so easy <laughs> Whoa. Um, yo, was there anything even close to that in terms of awkwardness or just weird situations that would come up in the whole freestyle thing? Nah, I mean, for the most part, um, everything was always pretty chill. You know, like we get up there, say our jokes, everybody would laugh, and there was never any hard feelings. I remember um, specifically there was a, a, a new guy right one of the newer comedians and whenever you're uh, a new addition to the cast they kind of give you a couple episodes to fill you out if they're mm. iffy about you and he did a couple jokes that um that weren't popping right and um i remember he he was wearing uh, one of nick's incredible chains and then um and then something happened where he was like he was nick said something like yeah you, you something you better give me that chain back and he was like he was like take it some shit he was sassy with it right the next day he was he was gone wow, no yeah, really? yeah he he did not have a good episode said some sassy shit and then he they sent him home so nick cannon is an angry god <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you know. I think Nick knows if he's fucking with you or not. You right, feel me? Yeah. And it's like, and you have your chance to either uh, prove yourself or 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 get sent home. Right. You know. Last one on our question: How the fuck is that show still on the air? It's like the longest running TV show, right? Bruh. In, on MTV for sure, or something. Like it's that. Cr- well, I, I don't know. I don't know about the longest one. Well, you know, because it was on back in the day, and then it had a oh, little hiatus. Wait for a little while? Okay. Yeah, so it was on way back, 
and then um, it was on hiatus. And then when I came on, it was with the reboot. Uh-huh. And I was on, I did my last season last year, but I was on for like a good like six years, eight seasons. Yeah. And um, they just got renewed for like 300 more episodes or some shit like that. 300? <laughs> yeah. How many did they do a year? Uh, shit. I mean, every time we go to shoot a new season, we knock out a good like between 20 and 30 episodes. Okay. So, uh, so that's like, an, fuck, that's like another like 10 seasons. <laughs> that's kind of incredible. It's crazy. Yeah. Why'd you have to leave? Do you just feel like you'd done all that you could possibly do there? Um, it was it was a little of that and a little of just them feeling the same way, you mm. know, because I had been telling the while and out group chat with the homies. I was like, yo, I, I think this is my last season, guys, for like mm. a few seasons. I was like, ah, you know, what? I think I'm good. I think I think I'm a retired, blah, blah, blah. And they were all like, man, shut up. You know, you coming back, blah, coming back, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, fine, I'll do one more. But then um, I think after we did a season in Atlanta and I was kind of feeling like, OK, maybe I'll do one more. Then I'm good. Uh, the producer was like, hey, you know what? Maybe we go in a different direction this time. And I was like, OK, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was already kind of uh, I felt like I had uh, I, I had already done what I could do on right. the show uh, because, you know, like you can only make so many Asian jokes at me. Mm. And um, and, you know, I had of course I had like rebuttals on rebuttals for those. But I feel like because of that. Um, they weren't they weren't coming after me anymore. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? It was way easier to to wait for the basic Asian joke and then hit them back with the fire rebuttal, mm. and that would be easy. When I would have to start calling people out, and then you know it just it wasn't uh, it, it wouldn't hit as hard. You feel right. me? So I, I felt like I kind of did my thing on the show, and I was I was I was comfortable with that being uh, the end for me. You that's know? interesting. Yeah, I mean that that's a weird transition to go from being somebody who's like built up their shit on YouTube so much. And then to go do the TV thing was that sort of like a, a challenge? Because you know, it's it's I, I've had so many people talk to me about doing TV shows, and I've always been kind of tempted by the idea and everything. The one thing that really keeps me from getting too into it is the fact that like me and you are gonna probably sit here and talk for an hour and a half, and it's gonna take an hour and a half. You know, <laughs> like there's no bullshit. No, I could just leave after. There's right. no crazy production. There's no sitting around on set all day. Yeah, was that weird to get used to. I mean, um, definitely. I feel like I understand why it would be weird for um, other YouTubers, mm. uh, but you know, like I was always doing more scripted content on YouTube, so right. I would shoot like for a whole last day for a five minute video. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I was kind of used to that life, so mm. it was like I, I, it wasn't a crazy transition for me. And I had done a lot of stuff like on stage, and I did theater and, and all that shit, right? So um, I, I, that was that was that wasn't weird for me. Um, but I definitely. Uh, you know, now that I feel like traditional companies are moving into digital, mm. I've been on shit where it's like, why are we shooting for a whole day with multiple cameras when it's literally just uh, a basic ass video? When they're trying to do what the digital because shit looks that's like? what they've always known, right? But then, exactly. meanwhile, it's like, no, you realize that YouTubers make these videos in their room with a, a fucking camera, and it's like gonna mm-hmm. look almost as good as this. It's like. It's cool to like use the high-end equipment and everything, but don't let that be your excuse to make this into an all-day thing when yeah. you don't need it to be. It's, it's just kinda, not necessary. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's weird. I remember I was on set with um, Harley from uh, Epic Meal Time. Yeah, yeah. And um, we were shooting something. I forget what it was for, but he was like, he was like, bro, this, he was like, and it was his shit too, but he had like a budget behind it for he's working with some company. He was like, yo, guys, we don't need, we don't need all this. Like, it was like, there was like three different cameras and mad lights and it was literally just going to be like, just some basic ass shit. You know mm. what I'm saying? And, and, and they're, when you're working with big production, you know, like you said, that's just what they're used to, right? Yeah. They, you know, they, they can't, they can't do what we do, dog. Yeah. You know? Epic Mealtime <laughs> is such a weird cautionary tale about what it is to run a YouTube channel because they were like one of the first big independent YouTube 
YouTube channels. I used to, you know, watch it, sort of talk about it. And then it feels like people just kind of got burnt out on the concept because it's like when you make the channel not about you, but about a concept or an idea, yeah. then you kind of can only work within that framework. It's sort of interesting. Yeah, see, see, and that's interesting because, um, you know, like I said, I've been on YouTube for 13 years, right? right? And, like, my shit's not... Um, bringing in views on YouTube like it used to, which is, you know, it's been 13 years. I, I wouldn't expect it to, you feel yeah. me? Um, but I'm actually surprised by the consistent amount of people that still tune in after 13 years, right. especially when I've seen um, channels like like Epic Mealtime or people that have like um, a niche thing that they do that was super popping mm. because it was so consistent. But then, you know, people only want to watch something like that for so long. You the feel prank me? stuff. There's so many examples of it. Yeah. And people would tell me back in the day like yo you know your channel's too all over the place like if you pick something consistent um people will be more willing to subscribe because they know what they're subscribing to right you know what i'm saying because i was doing like sketches i was doing talking shit i was doing like music videos i was doing all types of stuff so my shit was all over the place um but at the same time i feel like because at the end of the day uh it's it's my personality and like me doing these different things people are are tuned into me mm. as opposed to like uh like a specific show where it's like okay i've, I've seen this already you feel me it's kind of interesting because i feel like the uh the value like like you having all those subscribers it's kind of like if you were to really hit the nail on the head with like a new type of content I feel like those subscribers are still there. Like yeah. they might have sort of got kind of tired of watching a lot of the stuff like over the years. And I'm same thing with No Jumper. It's like we got three million subscribers. We're not getting three million views on a video. Yeah. But it kind of feels like you do have that audience. So if things were to sort of like, you know, if you were to like completely, and you always have that in your head, like I could completely sort of reboot my content and go in a different direction. And I feel like people would be a hundred percent into it. But then at the same time, you don't really have the same incentive these days because YouTube money's fucked up. Oh, see, and that's why my, my food show popped off because, mm. um, the, I do this food show called send foods, right? right. Where it's me and the homies going to the, uh, me and the homie going to the food festivals and just eating and drinking and talking shit. Uh, originally I did that because, um, I needed content from 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 my YouTube channel, right? And so uh, I was doing that just out of my own pocket on my channel. I wasn't making money off of it because I had to pay for the crew, had to pay for the food, had to pay for everything. As soon as you are making YouTube content and you have actual expenses associated with each piece of content, oh, yeah. it's just it's no. like you're just breaking even. That's why you yeah. need the sponsors. Even right? if you got to spend like a couple hundred bucks, five hundred bucks, it's all of a sudden it's most YouTube videos are not profitable. Right, exactly. Yeah. And luckily for me, people people really fucked with it. All right, so. I was doing that, and then I was doing it with the goal of selling it to a bigger company. Mm. So then after I did it for like maybe like a, like a year, um, I was able to sell it to, to Thrillist, uh, with, and they were looking for content, which is cool because now like people fucked with this new show I did, but uh, I don't have to pay for it anymore. So I was like, mm. oh, thank God. And originally, I was only doing it in L.A. and San Diego food festivals because that's all I could afford to do. But now mm. we can like we're taking it all over the country and shit. So that's dope. Yeah, it's fun. Is that something that you came up with sort of? in the absence of the wild and out thing like because when you stepped away from that you must have had a bunch of new time in your life that you've got to fill with new creative projects right kind of sort of the, the thing about it is um people don't realize we shoot wild and out um uh we'll shoot a season in like two weeks yeah like two okay. to three weeks we knock out just like we shoot like two three episodes a day and then knock it out you know so what it saying? is pretty efficient actually yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so mm -hmm. i would i would go off maybe to new york or atlanta for a month and then have the rest of my year to do other things, right. you know. So, but but I did start doing the food show in the Wild and Out off season, right? And uh, and it was, you know it's crazy, bro. It's like you know Thrillist is just an online company, but like 
high key, like they they pay, they're paying me better than Wildin' Out was paying me. Really? Yeah, That's yeah. interesting. It's kind of crazy, right? And yeah. like I'm looking like where where are they getting their money from? You know right. what I'm saying? Because like MTV, you know, people think like MTV is like crazy money, mm-hmm. but it's not like what people think. You right. know, like I'm not I'm not complaining. Like it was a fun job. You know, I'm getting paid. To, but they you know, know that this is a fun job, and they know that this is a job that's kind of beneficial to your career. Yeah. So they know they ain't got to pay you. Fa- the I mean, facts. The thing about it, you know, of course, like you know, you know, like YouTube can you can make a lot of money on YouTube. It you know smart, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it was like, uh, it, it definitely wasn't, I, I wasn't going to MTV like, oh, damn, I can quit YouTube now. It mm. was like, more than anything for me, it was um, uh, a stamp of like validation, you feel me? Because I'd right. always been telling people like, yo, watch, I'm going to turn this into some TV shit. Like, I'm trying to, I'm going to be on TV, you know? And then like, it was like, okay, I'm, I crossed over and did some real shit, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, talk to me about Long Beach. You, you don't still stay out there. No, I lived in Long Beach till I was like 11 years old. I was okay. on the, uh, my family had a uh, Thai food restaurant in Paramount, which okay. is like uh, like Compton adjacent. Like there's like Long Beach, Compton, Paramount, Lakewood. Mm. Not, not important. But uh, I lived in Long Beach till I was 10. And then I moved to Paramount to be closer to the restaurant. And uh, yeah. They still got the restaurant? But they retired like two years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fire Thai food though. You should have came through. They bro. didn't try to pass it on? Nah, I mean, I think they they kind of asked me if I was like wanting to take over the family business, and you know, I was like, oh, nah. What are the what are the numbers like? The numbers at the restaurant it's profitable. It was it was it was staying alive, yeah. but not not worth really because uh, it's a man. Restaurants your eyes like off the off the the prize that you're working <laughs> yeah. on with entertainment is kind of like yeah. Sure, you really gonna be in the kitchens? Yeah. Nah, I'm good. Yeah, my parents were just tired too. You right. know, it was it was time. Damn, that's crazy. That's actually really interesting because we're sitting here talking about fucking working as YouTubers and we're kind of forgetting about like what, what a real day's work is like. Oh, God, more than two hours of work? No, thank you, bro. <laughs> God, life is so hard being an entertainer. <laughs> There's all these people sitting at home thinking like, dog, I'm about to go to Denny's. I'm about to go do my shift, shift at Denny's. Shut up. I know, for real. They're like, dude, I actually have to lift stuff. Yeah. Shut the fuck lift up. Lift stuff. Ugh. I know. I think about that every time I go to my personal trainer. I'm like, man, I could just be doing construction. <laughs> I could be getting paid to do this <laughs> no thanks i gotta be outside Ooh. when's the last time you had a real job though last time i had a real job was california pizza kitchen yeah that was it yeah that was probably back in man 2010 right something 12 that's, i don't know that, Who that's knows? actually when i moved to long beach was 2010. it 2010 yeah. oh what long beach were you in east side oh yeah i was on cedar and pch yeah i was by like cherry and fourth oh yeah yeah i used to go down to the bars the pike Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2nd Street and all that. Did a whole lot of blowing those bathrooms. I bet. <laughs> I bet. I love Long Beach. I miss Long Beach. Look, if I didn't have to, because um, I'm in like, um, I'm in LA now, mm. but if I didn't have to uh, be closer to the entertainment shit, then I would have just bought a house in Long Beach, man. Mm. I love like Long Beach or like Cerritos. Or, mm. Man, I love that area. Long yeah. Beach. You don't, you don't think that it's more likely for your house to get broken into out there than here? Bro, my house got broken into like a month ago. For real? <laughs> yeah. What'd they get? Anything? Hey, it's fucked up. I didn't even talk about it. Like, I wasn't trying to like vlog it, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Even though I knew it would have got a lot of views, but I was like, mm, let me not do that. Ace family it real quick. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, no shade, bro. I just, I wasn't trying to do that. You know what I'm saying? I actually, I don't think that they faked that robbery that everybody thought they faked. Some people they that? faked it. I was, um, for what? I mean, I, I understand for what. It definitely gets views, but. I feel like they're getting enough views. They don't need no fake robbery. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I just, I, so I got broken into maybe like a month or so ago. And uh, they didn't get nothing crazy. They got my laptop and my right. chick's laptop. They got some jewelry, which was annoying. Um, but 
Yeah, it was just, it was stupid. Did you have a security system and shit? Yeah, we had a security system. They were in and out, bro. We had like a package on the front, and then uh, I guess they 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 thought that no one picked up the package, knocked on the door, dude, oh. like broke in the back, and then they just in and out, snatched up whatever they could find, ran out. Wow. Yeah. Dude, how did it make you feel? Scared violated. Shit. Yeah, violated, right? You like, know, I mean, it's it's annoying. For me, for me, it was kind of like, ah, fuck, you know, mm -hmm. like it's annoying. But for, for your girl. For my girl, you know, she's Canadian and shit. Like, and, and the, the area that she was from, she had never dealt with a break in or anything like that. So she mm -hmm. was shook, you know. Yeah. For me, I'm like, you know, you, when you kind of around it, you're like, ah, it's fucked up. And you're kind of more, she's more vulnerable, you know. Super. If, say she was in there. Oh, exactly. And she, she said Lord that, knows. too, because, yeah. you know, like, because she's Canadian, she's not allowed to work right now until she, we do the whole green card shit. So mm. she would have been just home, chilling. Luckily, right. she wasn't home that day, but she was definitely shaking up, yeah. That's some scary shit right there. Yeah, bro. Yeah. How do you meet your girl? Uh, uh, it'll be eight years that we've been together next month. And actually, today is uh, one year since we got married. Really? Yeah, dog. And how's that going? Uh, well, I'm spending my anniversary with you, so obviously. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, baby. <laughs> nah, nah, it's, it's it's great. Marriage is actually lit. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. When people ask me, I'm like, you know what? It's pretty great. Do you feel sort of separated from your younger, wilder self that you maybe were in touch with as a youngin? Yeah, I mean, I do, but but obviously, it like, can't be an all bad thing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I wouldn't have um, like gotten to this point if if I feel like I didn't already get that out of my system and did mm -hmm. my thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had a good time. It was fun. Um, did some reckless shit. And now, uh, you know, I'm over that. You thinking about babies? Um, in the in the, in the the near future, sooner than later, my, my parents are definitely pressing me hard really? for some grandkids. Yeah, wow. before we even got married. They were like, don't even get married. Just give a grandkids, please. I'm glad my parents have never gotten on my ass about that. That's nah. so annoying. Bro, my parents want grandkids so bad. Yeah. And then um, they really want twins for some reason. And then, <laughs> yeah, like, sorry, Mom. I'm, a, I'm not a miracle maker <laughs> over here. <laughs> and my, my wife swears we're going to have, like, four daughters. She says that all the time. How does that sound? I don't know, man. And as soon as she said it, I felt a chill go out through my entire body. Like I was like, "Oh shit, she's right." Really? And every time, every time I tell that to somebody, they're like, "You know what that is, bro? That's the player's curse." You're gonna have to become a monk <laughs> because you're gonna have to do something to deal with the feeling of just knowing that you brought these women into the world and oh you're responsible God. for them. That's got a lot of pressure right I there. I know, man. man. And men are trash. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> they're walking around with the world's most valuable resource between their legs, and you're the only one that's sort of tasked with helping them to understand what they have. And how to protect it. And they're going to be like smart and funny and pretty and shit. They're going to have booty like their mom. Ugh. Because they're going to grow up with parents that have way more money and nicer stuff and, you know, more ability to do whatever yeah. than you did, right? I think I'm going to make them think we're broke until we're like, mm. like 12, though. Because, yeah. you know, I feel like that builds character. You know mm. what I'm saying? Because me growing up, it's like we, we, had, we did not have money. So it was like I felt like... Uh, not having money and feeling like we had to struggle for some shit maybe a, like a harder worker maybe more like motivated so i want them to feel like hey man shit's fucked up i wonder when <laughs> people who are like because like me and you are seemingly in pretty similar situations where we both grew up with like no money yeah and then managed to like get ourselves into a position where we're living a better quality of life right i wonder what it's like when like people who grew up with money are sitting around talking about raising their kids because i bet that they're just like totally I bet that they think that everything we just said about wanting to raise your kid to not know that they're rich. Yeah. I bet that that doesn't make as much sense to them if they grew up rich. Maybe. Man, I, th I think about that all the time, to yeah. be honest, right? Because, like, 
they probably feel like, oh, I'm I'm down to earth. Like, I'm not spoiled, right? Yeah. But then at the same time, I feel like growing up broke just really kind of uh, does something different to you. It you grounds know? you, yeah. Yeah. We think because we, we grew up broke. I mean, I guess that's, that's, I guess that's all we know, right? <laughs> we got to come up with the most positive spin possible. But maybe someday we'll be rich enough that we'll understand that we were, that this is a deluded conversation and actually growing up poor is just terrible. I tell you, existence. I mean, I never met a, a rich young kid that I liked. <laughs> I agree with that and that's the fucking crazy shit about being in Hollywood is you just meet more and more people like that and it's always this sort of weird thing between you it's just in the air where you just know like bro you grew up with fucking you yeah. had all this shit handed to you come you know, on I don't even like when little kids want to modify their food orders I feel like that's <laughs> annoying I remember when I was <laughs> when I was a waiter at California Pizza Kitchen I remember this girl she, she couldn't have been older than like seven bro talking about can i get it with the cheese on the side and i was like are you serious little girl eat the fucking food bro right why are you modifying who told you you could modify yeah yeah this is not that's not your right you can't do that no actually but i grew up and my sister was the the pickiest eater i ever knew and she would always order a chicken sandwich with nothing on it so, even as a kid i would just look at it and be like it's just bread and chicken so you saying disgusting. white people go to restaurants and get it unseasoned that is the most white thing possible is her going it's there and doing <laughs> that i mean she was like six <laughs> but still yeah. it's not even that they don't season at home they go and request no seasoning i don't even know if i knew what seasoning <laughs> was until i got much much older that's how white my upbringing was <laughs> no i mean that is that's a weird thing to get into because you know i went like my whole life without cooking and then i'll just have like a you know i'll make something with with somebody or i'll be watching now i watch a lot of cooking shows i yeah. don't really know why because i'm still not doing any cooking but, no me neither but it just it's kind of calming therapeutic in a weird way but that's one thing you realize there's a lot of salt and pepper and that seems like that's kind of the gist of it a lot of butter a lot of butter sugar. man and you know you know here's what kind of fucked up my cholesterol right because I, I grew up thinking um if i'm eating fancy food or like just bougie spots i'm like oh this shit's fresh right so yeah. it's like it's healthy for me it's not fast food it's healthy but then you don't realize they cook it in so much butter to mm. make it so good yeah my cholesterol is like kind of high right now it is You've yeah. just been eating out too much? I mean, you know, and then I do the food show too. Uh -huh. So it's like, um, I mean, the last time I went to the doctor, which was probably like a year and a half ago, she was like, hey, so your cholesterol's not, it's not like high, but like, let's say I'm supposed to be between here and here, and I'm, I'm like right here. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, uh, trying to trying to get healthy. That's actually the one thing I wanted to ask you. When you're doing the cooking show, do, because like for me, the way I eat is I will like literally, like if me and my girl go out to eat, and this is really what got me into trouble. And this is why I fucking have, have to be on this diet right now and everything is me and my girl will go out to eat. And I'm, I got into the habit of ordering like three appetizers, two entrees for myself. Right. Then she's getting whatever. Just because like, you know, we got money now. I'm looking at the menu like, fuck it, man. Let's get God, I went to Australia with a couple of my fucking <laughs> friends. And yeah. I saw how much money I spent on going out to eat afterwards. And I was like, wow, that's. That's no joke right well, there. Well, Australia's is expensive, though. But uh, yeah, this is very true. But yeah. what I'm saying is that when you're going to doing the food cooking show and everything, are you just stuffing your face like the way that I'm used to going out to eat? Or are you aware of the fact that you have to save your appetite for the day and you're just kind of nibbling? Yeah, no, definitely uh, aware. Um, with that, First of all, let me say that's how I got fatter, too, is because when I started getting the money, I wanted to order two appetizers, an entree, dessert, all yeah. that shit. The shit we could never get when we were younger, right? And when you start to think like, well, I want to get a salad, but I don't know if the salad's going to be good when I'm Postmates, so I might as well get this too yeah. so that i can kind of make sure Everything. that i get something i'm hyped on Just that's a case. dangerous mentality but yeah when i do the food show uh, <laughs> i i always keep in mind i'm gonna be eating for like the next few hours so we usually i try to like bite bite pass 
Yeah. Um, you know, maybe give it to sometimes my chick will come. So I'm like, hey, baby, you want the rest of this or mm. whatever, whatever. Um, my dude that I shoot the show with, he tries, but he has a problem putting it down if it's really good. Like we did an episode at uh, Smorgasburg in L.A. Uh-huh. And there's a, a sandwich spot there called um, Ugly Drum that does these crazy pastrami sandwiches that are so fire. Oof. And he was telling me about it. He was like, bro, you got to go. You got to try this, blah, blah, blah. So we're, we're eating it on camera. I took a bite. I was like, yo, this is amazing. I was like, but we got to put it down. We right. got the rest of the show to do. He ate the whole fucking sandwich. So by the end of the episode, he was like about to puke because mm. on top of the sandwich, we had been just eating all day. He's like, oh, I couldn't do it, man. I had to eat it. But. Yeah, that's a tough decision because like food is like that where you, you sort of know that you're making yourself sick and you're doing something. It's such a weird <sighs> thing to be passionate about to have as a hobby. I know. Because you sort of know. And, and it's just it's fleeting. You do it. And that's actually kind of the cool thing about social media and the show is that at least you have a record of what you ate. <laughs> yeah. Well, most of the really expensive or delicious meals I've eaten in my life, I forgot about almost immediately. Right. Really? I mean, most of them, right. Except for this duck in New York, bro. You got to <laughs> yeah. go to this one spot, bro. It's so far. The I only ones you. I remember. Oh, dude, we were just in London. We went to the spot called duck and waffle. Mm. It's just like uh, Roscoe's, but it's all duck. But it's duck instead of chicken. Damn. Fire. That's crazy. I stand that place. See, okay, you know what I just realized? Because I've always been under the impression that the food in London was trash whenever I went. But mm. that's I have yet to go to the bougie spots in London. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, if you wait till 11 p.m. and you want to get food in London, then you're pretty much choosing between the fried chicken spot, the kebab Dixie's. spot, maybe some pizza. It's not, it's not great. Uh, I remember I was doing a, a club show in London, and um, the promoters, they took me to this spot, and it was like kind of like a fancier hometown buffet, right? It was like you go, you get your cut of meat, and then like you put your little sides of the mashed potatoes and your gravy, whatever. And I came back, and I thought I had a moderate, like appropriate amount of gravy on my shit, right? And everyone else's shit was like drowning in gravy, right? And they were like, it's so dry. Isn't it dry without any gravy? You don't barely have any gravy. And I'm like, bro, what are you talking about, right? right. I cut into my shit. It's dry as shit, right? Mm. And I'm like, they're like, because you don't have any gravy i'm like bro let me tell you something if you cook this shit right you don't need to drown it in gravy yeah. bro they were like oh i'm like no i'm not talking shit i'm telling you yeah this shit's whack you know what the <laughs> problem is is that all these englishmen they eat these they, i feel like they don't eat that much they spread their meals out like crazy or they're used to like you know you go to like a <laughs> breakfast spot in england it's like everyone thinks it's normal to get like a, a coffee and like a scone for breakfast <laughs> whereas like a typical american breakfast is like nah it's like hella protein which but by the way, the English breakfast, the full English breakfast. With the beans and the tomato and like. Ooh. Yeah. I could eat that forever. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy that That's too. My favorite thing it's in a the little, world. It looks weird at first, right? I mean, the beans freak you out a little bit. Maybe yeah. the, the black, what's the black shit? The, the, um, it's like heart or something. It's like, no, blood pudding. Oh. That's what that is, right? Black pudding. Black pudding. Yeah. pudding. What's in that? Uh, black pudding <laughs> it doesn't taste like pudding so i don't know what to tell you another time I, I was in i was in england trying to ask this dude uh that that was driving us around like yo what's like a what's like a, a english what's like a london delicacy bro mm. like what do i need to eat out here like what that y'all specialize in right and this dude had like a weird accent i don't know where he was from from his name was segar right mm-hmm. and he was like oh well uh borados and i was like what's 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 that? What's borados uh, like that's, that's some english shit he was like yeah borados he's like you know you could have like Mashed borados, baked borados. I'm like, you talking about potatoes, bro? <laughs> you telling me to eat some Bo-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. potatoes? <laughs> Just giving mashed you a food, that, a food that is consumed in every country on earth. <laughs> wow. That's hilarious. Holy shit. Shout out to Segar. I feel like when you go to London, though, there's a big emphasis on just getting like 
Indian food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even Thai food is, is really popular. So the Indian food and Chinese food and Thai food in London is popping. Mm. And then, of course, Nando's. You go, you fuck with the Nando's? Big Nando's. Yeah. Oh, man, Nando's. You know the original name was Chickenland? Really? Is this, <laughs> yeah, that was the original name from back in... Uh, what, what is it? South Africa? Is it South Africa? Yeah. Chickenland. Chickenland. Wow. That was the original name. Because one day we were eating so much Nando's that we felt the need to go on the Wikipedia <laughs> article and just learn everything we could about Nando's. And it was very exhilarating. And you know, they have a black card. That's what I'm holding out for. I want that Nando's black card. What, what does that get you? Free Nando's for life. What? Yes. They got them in Chicago and Maryland, but not in LA. Not yet. I heard a rumor that Wiz likes Nando's so much he was trying to open up one in LA, but yeah. he couldn't for whatever reason. See, that's what at first I was thinking. That. I'm like, hmm, maybe I can open a Nando's. And I'm like, you know what? There's so many people that probably have way more money than you that are way more popping that have tried to bet. Hey man, I'm gonna send some emails and I'm gonna hit. You. Let me know if you're trying to go in on uh, opening up a yeah. Nando's. I just dog. want an explanation for why they can't open the Nando's here because it's like if if you're you know when you think about In and Out, I was actually reading about In and Out the other day. Like they, the whole In and Out business model. Mm. And the, how tightly and well run it is is why they don't just open up stores left and right. Oh, they don't and, want to get sloppy. You know, and it's like it's just the, the, their business operates very, very differently than than like McDonald's because McDonald's like owns all the real estate and everything too. Mm. So In and Out's kind of working in a different way. And I think you know we kind of forget that a big part of why we love In and Out is because it is really high quality and it's kind of limited. And it's like you know that that is part of the brand's identity. Yeah. And you could really say that about Nando's, too, is that if all of a sudden there was a Nando's on every corner, it would probably start to feel not so special. You know what I started doing, bro, is I would buy a bottle of, you know, because you can get the bottles to go. I would uh, buy a bottle from when I would go to Australia or London and just eat it with some El Pollo Loco. See, there you go. Yeah, man. El you Pollo know, Loco, not bad. Oh, El Pollo Loco's fire. Yeah. Slept on. <laughs> Super slept on. <laughs> I don't think people give El Pollo Loco enough credit, to be honest. For a while, I was ordering, uh, what was it, Baja Fresh? Oh, Baja Fresh. Off Uber Eats. And I thought it was just some local chain. And my girl was just like, yo, you know, that's like fast food, right? And I'm yeah. like, oh, I was like hurt because I had been eating it for months and like, didn't know that it was like a chain. You're you like know? my authentic Mexican spot? I'm thinking I'm ordering from some family. I was hurt. That actually bothered me a little bit. Baja Fresh also fire, though. This is an extremely offensive question, but let's talk about Panda Express. Do you have any, do you have any love for it? I love Panda Express. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I think as an Asian person, you can appreciate panda express i hate the motherfuckers that are like oh that's fake chinese food like of course it's fake chinese oh, food shit, yeah. you know what i'm saying like <laughs> duh yeah. like you do you don't go to taco bell for authentic tacos right you know what i'm saying there's taco bell and then there's talk and then there's like you know fucking um like leo's taco truck right. you know what i'm saying and then there's panda express and then there's like real ass chinese food and to be honest haven't been to china a bunch of times i don't really want to see the fast food version of <laughs> what is typically being eaten in china i don't really think like, it would like swap over well hey man uh i mean i've been to china Either, so I don't know, but oh, I, okay. I feel like it's probably fire as well, whatever oh, it is. great food, but it's just not, you know, it's probably not stuff that would really appeal to the average American. Oh, oh, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And like, definitely, look, I, I love, I love going to like a Chinese restaurant, you know what I'm saying, getting some like Peking duck or some like some egg drop soup or whatever, some real shit. And then, but every once in a while, I'll be in the mood for just some orange chicken and some beef broccoli from Panda Express, you know? Right. The yeah. combo rice and noodles. Can't be mad at it. Actually, it kind of fucked me up because I had it in uh, the airport recently, and it was like 30% worse than it normally is. <laughs> and when you're dealing with Panda Express, you're really, you don't have 30% to play with. Yeah. Because the, the just the, the hard low main, that was, that was mm. rough for me. And the, the orange chicken was probably extra stuck together and shit. <sighs> yeah, it just wasn't really... It wasn't quite there for me. Yeah. 
<laughs> so what are you uh, working on at this point? What do you got in the pipeline that you're excited about aside from you got the podcast? You the got... podcast? No Chaser podcast. If you Oh, at people, every once in a while people comment like No Chaser. Uh, like they're like, you trying to copy No Jumper? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, first of all, they're completely different shows. That's like funny. my show is more sex and relationships. And I always felt like No Jumper, like, I mean, it was, I feel like it was more like a, like a music driven yeah, show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so people like, at first when I launched it, they were like, oh, bro, you trying to like copy? I'm like, come on, bro. L- listen to this shit first. You, you know, know what I was thinking? Note to staff is we got to find a good no dumping sign and just rip that off. <laughs> Why don't we think of that? I saw a no dumping sign, uh, no dumping sign with a dolphin the other day, and I was like, just hanging back here. That could look cool. Yeah, not, you, not here, just on the side of the road. I mean, you need some ambiance over here. But dog, uh, so. you know, but it's kind of confusing. You think that we do? Yeah, maybe. Just the all white ain't doing it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been doing this for so long with nothing in the background that it's just like weird to even think about what it would look like if there was something in the background. I mean, it's all, I mean, if, if this is working for you, it's all you need. Dog. No, yeah, it's going fine. But uh, <laughs> wait, what was I saying? Uh, oh, no jumping. Oh yeah, yeah, no jumping. Shout out to No Chaser Podcast is my podcast, uh, and. And then um, the food show is keeping me super busy. Send Foods is keeping me busy. But um, uh, aside from that, I'm, I'm working on my first uh, uh, studio album in like six years. Mm. Uh, I, I was rapping under the name Traffic, was my right. rap name, uh, for a long time. And then I kind of put the music on, on the back burner to just, you know, focus on other shit, like uh, like the comedy shit and, and Wildin' Out and other stuff. And... Uh, and I'll be doing my first album, like rapping as Timothy De La Ghetto. Uh-huh. Uh, I was keeping them separately at first because I, I didn't want people to think I was doing like comedy music. You right. feel me? So I was doing comedy under one name, rapping under another name. But I feel like at this point, people people know what I do. You yeah. feel me? So I'm um, doing that. Makes sense. And um, I'm trying to write a movie. Really? Yeah, because I feel like, you know, uh, traditional media is really really beginning to look at new media for as a little talent pool now mm. but not everybody with a following can necessarily write and act and um and they know how to navigate that space i feel like i've always kind of done that on my youtube yeah so i think i uh you know i kind of have like a leg up in terms of getting into the room and pitching ideas and writing scripts and shit you feel so. like the market is opening up in the sense that hollywood kind of wants to tell uh well thought out Asian stories at this point? Is it becoming something that seem, they seem a bit more interested in when you do these meetings? Yeah, Asian people are popping now, yeah. bro. Diversity is the way. Diversity is big now. Especially for Asian people. So Take it's me like. As a white man, tell me. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard out here. <laughs> no, no, it's just fine. <laughs> I see it. I see y'all getting all these opportunities. I'm mad as fuck. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> But yeah, it's a nice little Asian way. You know, Crazy Rich Asians definitely opened up a lot of doors. Mm. So I think people are more um, open to um, even not necessarily telling Asian stories, but just using Asian people as mm. some regular shit. You know, I mean, I mean, the movie I'm writing isn't necessarily an Asian story. Like, it's just kind of my a story I'm writing. But mm. um, it, there will be Asian people in it because I'll be in it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think... Um, it's uh, it's definitely easier to get in the room now than before. Yeah. yeah, definitely. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I knew Crazy Rich Asians would do that, too. Like, I was telling people, even if it's whack, I'm going to tell people it's dope because I wanted to make money. Are they supposed to do a sequel to that? Uh, they probably are. Because I know there's multiple books. The movie's based on some mm. uh, books. So, yeah. There was, like, a Crazy Rich Asians, like, restaurant on Uber Eats or some shit for a while. <laughs> Did you ever see that? No. No. That freaked me out. I forget what it was <laughs> called exactly, but it was on there, and it was weird. But, and, we, and we ordered it, and it was good. But. <laughs> That's good. You know, whatever. Whatever. Uh, yo, I appreciate you coming on, man. Hey, thanks good for talk. having me, dog. Yeah, hey. for sure. Hey, you come on my shit. 
Let's do it. Let's do it. Who's, wait, actually, that's one thing I wanted to ask. How did you come up with your, your uh, co-hosts on that show? Oh, so my boy, uh, Ricky Shucks, the uh, portly black gentleman. He so that is, was just uh, your boy from beforehand? That's my boy from high school. Oh, uh, wow. He's always been in my YouTube content, always helped me like write sketches and oh, nice. be in sketches, shit like that. Um, and he always has something like smart to say. And uh, Nikki Blades, who I've known for a long time, she's from the Bay Area. She's uh, a wild and out girl, or she was a wild and out oh, girl, okay. and she also does radio um, in the in the Bay Area. So um, mm-hmm. I just thought she'd be good for it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's it. That's dope. Yeah, she was she was funny. I was listening to her talk about wearing makeup at the gym, <laughs> but yeah. she, she said she wears limited amounts of makeup at the gym because that's something I think about all the time. Yeah, because you know it's you important. See, you see girls wearing makeup at the gym, and you're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, I know how long that shit takes to put on, and this you is know just not is, responsible. Bro. It's all for the pictures, dog. But why are you taking pictures in the gym? The gym is the one place you shouldn't be taking pictures. I think. So you can hashtag, you know, gym life and fucking uh, uh, um, always something. I don't know. I'm a new <laughs> hashtag never not working. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh wait, but I, I'm new to following you on Instagram. So I, am I to expect a lot of gym selfies? Is that how you get down? No, I'm very. Uh, I seldomly post the okay. gym selfie. I got to be really feeling myself. I never do. I've never posted anything in the gym. I'm embarrassed because I'm like I don't look like I'm in the gym. I look fat. It's I know. Not, it's not fair. No, dog. Wait till the shit starts showing results. Then you're gonna be posting them. Mm. I posted. Look, I, I honestly, I, I went to the gym for the first time in like two months, uh, a little while ago, and I had a nice little pump going, and I was looking extra sweaty because I sat in the sauna. It wasn't even sweat; mm. I was just wet. Yeah, and I was like. I'm feeling myself, bro. I'm posting shit. Man, I don't know if I could post a wet pic. <laughs> like a, a p- pumped muscle slash wet pic. That's a lot going on. I don't know. But then, uh, no, the, 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 the hack is that you just got to post some shit about like, you know what? I'm just trying to better myself or, you know, I'm, in, I'm on this journey right now to get healthy. Then mm. it's okay. Then it's not narcissistic anymore. The only way it was the best shit is like when Game posted the dick print. Right. Because that's something that you have access to as a man that a girl can't really do so much. It's like a, a camel toe is not as well received, but a dick print. But you know what? I did. P- people should appreciate camel toes. I love a good camel toe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like whenever I see a girl with a nice camel toe in a picture and I see these dumbass 12 year olds in the comments like leaving fucking camel toe emojis and oh, God. Yeah. Like, Shut I'm like, up. I'm trying to see that. Yeah. Like, are y'all dumb? <laughs> like, her whole coochie is out. That's literally a vagina. It's yeah. just covered by a thin piece of fabric. A silly like, ass little boy. It's Fine. Observe that. Kids. Take it in. Take it in. That's what you need in your life. My youngins. They don't know. Idiots. Um, (laughs) Appreciate everybody who watched this. Timothy De La Ghetto. No Jumper. Coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, and subscribe. And hit up nojumper.com if you want to get some gear. Appreciate you, man. Word. Bang. (laughs) Take care. Peace.